What's up, everybody, and welcome back to yet another edition of Ask PJ Braun here at Blackstone Labs, and welcome to the first ever installment in the new podcast room. Woo! We uh, have to give a huge thanks to Eric and everybody else that helped uh, set this podcast room up. It it's is official. Official as a whistle, and <laughs> very nice in here. Got the, uh, the screen going through the different images of, of PJ and myself, and PJ is chowing down on the cream. I'm going to eat an ice cream. cream. In every single podcast now. Yeah? Is it yep. just like new protocol? Mm-hmm. What I like to, to do is mix them with these uh, these protein cups. I break them up and I put them right in the ice cream. The protein cups are the truth. Getting even more protein. Protein on my protein, in my cups, on my cream. Yeah. Drizzling that protein on my protein. Did you guys um, all listen to the new, for the call center, the new voice recording in there? No, I didn't. I think it's awesome. No, I heard that we... We uh, got it done very quickly. Apparently, though. the boys don't like it. No. Do you have it on your phone? Do you? Hold on, I might have it. I'll actually play this for. for I'll play it for all of the, uh, the listeners. I can call them, right? I can call them on my phone. Should I, should I just call them? Hold on a minute. While I'm pulling this up, what else do we have going on? Uh, Nerf guns. And just overall new podcast room stuff. All right, ready? Calling Blackstone Labs. This call is being recorded. If you do not wish to be recorded, please disconnect at this time. Mm, nah. No, why? No, I'm not feeling that at all. Well, the old one was you. That, the problem with me is that all the people thought that I was calling them and talking to them, and they'd be like, oh, PJ called. That was actually the, the best. Like, honestly, that right there got me more sales when I was in that room than anything else. People calling back and be like, yo, PJ just called. I'm like, you just missed them. But I do have some chosen one for you. <laughs> should we redo it then? <laughs> I think so. I think it should definitely be you or, like, Lewis or somebody here that, you know. What do you think? I'm not a fan. No? Yeah, I'm not a fan at all. David paid, like, 40 bucks for that. I would buy C4. Yeah, after I hear that guy's voice, I'm just like, who is this great value bootleg wow. motherfucker? Oh, my God. Well, I guess we're going to have to redo it. Dave's going to be upset. The company just lost money on that. Well, you know, I heard he didn't, he didn't search, like, far and wide for that guy. I think that anyone can do that now with all the, um, the software. You can just talk into a thing, and it'll change your voice to however you want it. Yeah. You have reached Blackstone Lambs. But, like, they can't change their voice to sound like you, so it's almost pointless. What if I talk like this when I call people? I think I think we need to come up with, like, a, a, a movie trailer script for you to just read off like that. <laughs> Maybe that recovery in this week's installment of Arms <laughs> and Legs. <laughs> that's going to be the, the, the new thing that we do then. Well, we're changing it. You guys, everyone in the podcast, that's, that's, that's something we weren't going to actually even talk about. And now, because of this great podcast and the little things that we banter about in the beginning, we're going to change that. Well, now we're changing things. You guys are getting things changed around here. That's how powerful the podcast mm-hmm. is. We're changing things. Ooh. All right. Are those, are those frozen? Yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, uh, no. Those ones are those are, those are tough frozen. They're very hard. First time doing it. Yeah, first timers. That's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. Shut this down. Um, so I guess we'll just jump right into the first question here. Let's do it. Comes from Lawrence Dubbin. He says, what's going on with Methiquad? Ordered over three weeks ago and customer service says it's still not in. Any idea when it's going to be ready to ship? Okay, so you guys know that when we get all these questions, we actually don't screen them or go through them, but I actually saw this one, and I moved it to the front because it's something I wanted to talk about right away. Now, by the time this podcast goes out, I'm hoping that I will have the actual concrete information on this. So I'm going to give you guys some really solid cliff notes right here, okay? We had a really rough year last year. We got raided by the FDA. We lost tons of inventory, and we lost DMAA. We believe that we're going to get it back. Now, as we were in the process of cleaning all that up, manufacturing got raided, and manufacturing got hit even harder than us. And when manufacturing got hit, they literally took basically all the raw materials that you could even think of. Anything under the sun, it was, it was gone. So manufacturing had to restock themselves up with all that stuff. In the process, one of the things that got taken was the ingredients for Chosen One and, and Methaquad. And those are not the easiest things to get. 
And on top of that, those products need to be done a specific way with the liposomal technology. Just the process of mixing that stuff takes a full month with the mixing and settling. It's a very, very serious process. And that's why those products work so good because they're so advanced. So what happened around the time of us running out uh, was that the, those, those products were ordered, just did not come in yet. And once they came in, they were uh, mixed, they were capsuled, and they were in the process of being bottled. And the machine, uh, and I'm calling it a machine, but I'm imagining it because I have no idea what it looks like, like this giant computer, like, like, like the computer from like the 90s sci-fi movies that like is bigger than the room that we're sitting in right now, and there's just like a little piece of tape that comes out with like words on it at the end. Yeah. Like I'm imagining that it looks like that. And this machine basically tests everything to make sure it's as pure as it can be and that it is exactly spot on what it says on the label. And it has to be done that way specifically for the pro hormones because they have to be registered as completely legal and compliant with the, the FDA. Now, if, if that process is, is not done, we could essentially be breaking the law and manufacturing could be breaking the law and not complying with what the FDA wants. And we can't do that. We're trying to get these products in your guys' hands. We're trying to, of course, stay in business. So we never imagined that this would happen. It's, it's not something that you ever like can really truly plan for. And now we understand that it's something that we may have to deal with for the, the rest you know, of our lives with this business, that we put out hardcore stuff and we put out good stuff that we may lose. Now, the good news is we're not losing these things. They are going to come back. And from what I understand now, the machine is back up, calibrated, running the right way, and they could be tested and finished as early as today. So I actually wanted to do a, um, a cardio Q&A when I had this information so I could put it out for everybody because we do apologize. And what we've been telling everyone is this. We're happy to give you a refund, and I have been giving free stuff out to anyone that's reached out to me because I feel bad because we, we never in a million years thought that something like this would happen. And our position is this. We are told that we're getting it back. It could be today or it could be 30 days. We just truly don't know. So if you want the product, it makes sense to not take the refund because you really want that product. And, you know, if you, if you, if you want the refund and we give it to you and then the product comes back, you're going to wind up spending your money again anyway because you know that you want the product. So it's a, it's a truly interesting and, and, and weird spot that we're in. Now, one thing I will say that I will hand, handle differently if this ever happens again is I will make sure that the call center and that customer service knows specifically from me what I want done. And I will make sure that, that they offer and even push for the refund right away just to make sure that nobody's upset. The people that are very patient and are okay, okay with waiting won't be an issue for you guys and the people that, that do care, um, you'll at least be on the same page as us. Because the complaint that I've got from people is like, your customer service doesn't even know what's going on. And and I, I will accept the responsibility for that, that they didn't know all the things that I know simply because I'm finding them out straight from the source. And and because there isn't really much movement on it, I haven't been filling anybody in here. So even today I was updating David and I, I, I was giving him stuff that he had no idea about. And I myself don't even know the latest stuff my dad does. So I've got to talk to him after this. It's just been a, a, a grueling process where it's completely different if, it, than if we just like ran out of something and we're, we're waiting to restock it. Not the case at all. So I do apologize for those headaches. I hope that this explanation kind of makes you guys understand that I'm as frustrated as you are and that we're doing our best to, to remedy the situation. And yeah, to go back and to touch on the, uh, the, the topic of if you've already been waiting and you're, you're debating on a refund or something like that, if you really want the product at the end of the day, if it's not something that you were just trying out one time, if it's something that you know works, you've tried and tested and you know it's true for you and your physique and the way it works for your body and the different compounds, if you've already been waiting this long and you truly want the product, getting a refund at this point is only going to be prolonged things because then we're going to have a back order list that then if you know we get it back in stock after you get your refund, then you're just going to have to wait for that list for your mm -hmm. name to come back up through that list again. Yep. So if you really want the product, just you know do your best to hold out because it is coming. You know We just don't know exactly what day but overall, if you've already been waiting for this long, you're just going to end up waiting longer. Very good. All right. Next one is uh, from Brad H. He says, hi, PJ. I have noticed a big difference in pricing between the Blackstone Labs uh, website and eBay. For example, Recomp RX on the BSL website is $74.99 and eBay, it is 
Why is that? Thanks for taking the time to answer my question. I love Blackstone Labs and the Blackstone Labs supplements. Hopefully someday I'll be a member of the BSL team. Thanks again. Peace out. Bye, Brad. So very good question. We do not support the eBay sellers. We have no idea how they're getting products. We have no idea why they're pricing them so low other than we're just thinking that they don't care about making any money. So our theory is that if you're actually getting Blackstone Labs products. Yeah, and again, guys, don't buy from eBay because we're, we don't ship anything to eBay. That's not us. <clears throat> it's, been, it's been a bit of an issue for us. Same thing with Walgreens, with us trying to figure out how is our stuff being listed on there when we're not s selling it to them. We used to have the same issue with Amazon back in the day, and we wound up clearing all that up, and we're not on Amazon at all now. So hopefully I get to that point with eBay, but something like that, that we don't even wholesale that inexpensive. The only thing that I, I could think is if somebody got a free bottle or at one point, like a Black Friday when there's like a, a BOGO, because we haven't done any BOGOs since then, if anybody gets something for free and they decide, oh, I'm just going to sell this on eBay and make a little bit of money, you know, there are people that will do stuff like that. Like I've talked to people that, that will sell anything they can on eBay. You know, their buddy gave them some free subs. So they, just, they just take them and go on eBay and try to sell them just for a little bit of cash. So if anything is listed on there, the chances are they don't really have it. If they do have it, maybe they have one. Um, or there are people that counterfeit our stuff, believe it or not. So it's just not a good a good like place to trust for Blackstone Labs products. Either, either get them from us, directly from us, or an authorized retailer. But stay away from eBay. And it's just like anything else. Like Blackstone Labs obviously puts out the most hardcore supplements. You know, we're well known for that. And when you're at the cream of the crop with anything, like with Louis Vuitton, there's you know fake Louis Vuitton bags, and you know there's fake sneakers, and just just like those things, people want the best of the best, the highest quality, and they don't want to pay the premium price for it. Well, then things like counterfeiters and uh, replicas are made, and there are tons of counterfeit and replica supplements out there as well that people just automatically assume that because this has a printed label on it, this had to have come from the right spot. And if you look at the label, it's actually nothing like ours. And it's really pixelated and grainy. And it's just, you can tell as soon as you hold it that it's not actually a product mm -hmm. from us. But you wouldn't know looking at a picture that was stolen online and put up on an eBay ad. We even saw, Josh and I actually saw a fake Supersets shirt at the show this past yes, weekend. we did. And it was whack, too. We it was a shitty We have finally one. ascended to the level of did other people that? biting our shit. Yep. I went right up to the guy. Font was all fucked up. The cotton was nasty. Like, got it on Amazon. Got it on Amazon. Multiple colors. So the guy said he saw ours, right? And he, and, and he was like, I want one. We were sold out. So he just typed it into Amazon because he said he gets like his Supreme shit, I guess, on Amazon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I gave the guy my business card. And I was like, give me your address and I will send you guys the real ones for free. Him and his girl didn't email me. Didn't email me. They're probably the ones Probably he's like, this is my account. I got all, I got all colors you guys don't even have yet. Yep, I got them new news. I also got that font all fucked up like y'all don't have. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this next one says, uh, it "Looks like it's from Hairdaff." Okay, it says, "Where's Jason?" Hi, I hope everyone listening is having a nice day. PJ, <laughs> thank you for answering everyone's questions. You might incorrectly use then and your, but I believe you have a brilliant, beautiful, strong, and kind mind working in unexpected ways like creativity through comedy. I feel privileged to be able to ask said mind questions. I want to re-ask last week's question regarding belief in God, etc. But there's a question I think just needs to be asked. After asking about my upcoming videos, everyone always asks me what I know about you and the Jason situation. I don't know... I don't know what is a hobby Sith secret and what isn't, so I don't know what to say. So in short, where's Jason? If Jason the subject is not to be addressed, please delete that part and leave the God question. Lots of love to you. Sickening shout out to FitMisk fan buddies. <laughs> so did I talk in the last podcast about the your and then thing? I don't know. Or is that just coincidence that he's bringing that up? I honestly didn't know what that was in reference to. Okay, wow. That's just a weird coincidence. He's one of those people that are very intelligent obviously that follow our our show that care a lot about spelling and so i got called out last week and i just hate when people call me out for stuff like that because your your iphone just puts what it's what it believes is the best option and if you text and type as fast as i do perhaps i should you know proofread my stuff a little bit better but usually i'm just trying to get my point out i put it out and that's that and oftentimes i use then in the place of, of of van and vice versa and it's it's really just based on what the phone wants to put in same thing with your 
I know that it's Y-O-U apostrophe R-E when I'm speaking to you are. But when you're writing out a big paragraph, who fucking cares? I don't care either. And, and I'll tell you this. And the person that called me out, I said something really assholey to. And they thought I was a dick afterwards. And I don't even care. Me and this person actually haven't even spoken since then. I was like, thank you so much for pointing that out to me. I, I really appreciate it so much. And, and it'll, it'll make sure that I look at these things closer when I'm in a rush to get information out to you guys. And I was like, it's a really good thing that this hasn't affected me financially because I'm pretty sure that I made like a hundred times more money than the spelling bee champion of the United States last year. So maybe he should take some pages out of, out of my notebook and start investing into things better than having perfect fucking spelling at all times. And the person was like, wow, I didn't expect you to be such a dick. You're a really intelligent person. And I didn't want people to judge you bad based on your grammar and spelling. And um, I was like, there's nothing more annoying to me than people that are going to be grammar and spelling Nazis on social media. It's social media. Like you're not sending in an essay to a teacher and I'm not encouraging you to be poor spellers guys, but it's, you're not thinking of your, of your spelling when you're, when you're firing your thumbs as rapidly as possible. And you're typing in words that your phone is just then auto filling for you. That's like one of the beauties of these modern day phones is you don't have to write as much because they're filling in your stuff for you. So I just personally feel like if you care that much, when if like you're in that mode and you're typing away and you're typing away, and then all of a sudden you're like rereading and you catch yourself with a typo, and they're like, "Oh my god, I almost let that one slip through." The whole world would have thought I was an absolute moron because I just didn't spell yep. your correctly this one time. Everybody would know my IQ is so low. I feel like the people that look at that stuff, and this is a dig, are people that have to try way harder in school and have to pay attention way closer. So that stuff like affects them a lot more. And I'm sorry that I was able to get really good grades in school without studying that much. You know, my brain just works better than yours, but I don't read people's shit for the sake of reading the spelling of their words. I want to hear what they have to say. You're going through a paragraph like, ha, ah, you misspelled it. I knew you were stupid. Yep. Fuck you. I don't care about, I don't care about the sale that you have on your Supreme shirts. All of your opinions are now invalid. You put yep. in the wrong apostrophe. So, that's my, my, <laughs> anyway, we didn't even answer his question. So where's Jason? I have just decided to cut him out of my life after the last whole like nightmare of a situation that he got me in, uh, for the umpteenth time, we just realized that nothing good, unfortunately comes from Jason anymore. And the negativity is so bad that my guys here were like, look, man, if you want to help Jason, you want to give him free stuff. They're like, give him free stuff. But like, we're going to lose our YouTube page. We have wholesalers that don't want to do business anymore. And like, they don't get that you're just nice and trying to help him. Like they don't look at it that way. So I, I just told him, I go, this last video of the guy saying that Jason said that I gave him steroids and whatnot. Like anyone that, that actually thinks that is an idiot anyway, but regardless, I just can't have my name being mentioned in all these negative things, especially with like the FDA stuff and everything else. I just can't have it guys. I have to, I have to protect myself. And the only true negativity really that was coming in my life was coming from Genova related stuff. So I had to cut it out. You know, th this year is all about good stuff for me, not no, no negativity. And, um, it's sad cause I, I do love Jason at the end of the day, but I, I, you know, I've been pretty, pretty strong on it. He's texting me a lot. You know, there's a period where he's texting me every day for a good month. And I was just like, no, Jason, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm taking a break for you with, with you <laughs> for a while. Sometimes, uh, you know, growing pains must be had. Was there a God question or something too? Yeah. Uh, regarding your belief in God. Well, um, I was raised Catholic. Um, you know, did my whole confirmation and everything. And then I stopped kind of going to church for a while after that. Um, I do believe that there's a lot more than just what we got going on on the planet Earth. But I had a really negative experience when a girl that I was dating's father uh, came down with leukemia that they caught really late. And he went from being like sick to in the hospital to ICU to dead in a matter of less than three weeks. And I, uh, I had actually been broken up from this girl, and but I really loved her dad. He was uh, in, in my life for about five years. He was a really good guy. Her family was really good. So when she reached out, letting me know that he was sick, I wanted to go see how he was doing. And I met with her and uh, we went to the hospital just to go talk to him. And they were like, 
your dad was moved into the ICU and we went up there. And as we went up there, uh, one of the doctors like stopped her and they were like, we're, um, we're, we're like resuscitating your dad right now. You can't go in the room. And like, he had like died like for a minute, like on our way up. And she just collapsed into my arms, like crying. And I was just like, holy shit. I didn't expect to be walking into this today. And, um, he came to, but he was not ever the same person ever again. And, and it's, it like screwed up the kids really bad because they didn't get like to have a true goodbye with their dad. And, um, the, like cancer in itself, like how fast, like certain forms of cancer can kill you. It's just a scary thing. And when I was in Sloan Kettering, they have this little room. It's like a little mini chapel room and people go there to pray and stuff. So I was going there, there every day. Cause I wanted to be with the family during this time. And you know, it's, it's really weird sitting in a room with a bunch of families that, that are pretty much knowing like, well, the person that I'm here with is going to die soon, you know? And, um, so I, I started going into the little chapel room and I was just praying with people in there, you know? And, um, one day I met this little girl, she was like two years old and she was such an adorable little girl and she had no hair from the, I'm about to fucking ruin everybody's day right now. I'm sorry. She had no hair from the chemo and um, she was such a sweet, like happy little girl. And I was like talking to her, her parents about her condition and everything. And they were in such good spirits. And uh, I'm going to fucking start crying right now. God damn it. I, um, Let it flow. I, I was like, oh, I'm going to say a prayer for her in the stupid little chapel thing. And I did. And um, when I came back the next day, her family wasn't there. And um, the, I, I was like asking around. And then I found out that the little girl died that night. And um, I, it, I had such a bad like feeling sweep sweep over me that I was like angry and I, I sat outside the little chapel room and I was speaking to this 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 uh woman and I was like that poor little girl she she passed away last night that beautiful little girl I was like I I said a prayer for her yesterday and um didn't expect to walk in on this today and uh the woman goes well God has a plan for all of us and I go that's his fucking plan and the woman was like shocked that I like responded like that. I go, what the fuck kind of plan is that? And then I, I actually didn't want to go into that room any, anymore. And I, um, I actually never said another prayer ever again. And um, I, th- that moment I was extremely angry and I don't mean to offend anybody, but I decided that I didn't want to really believe in a God anymore that has some master plan um, because I don't know what kind of plan could revolve around ruining a little girl that never got a chance and ruining her family forever that are going to be sad over this for the rest of their lives. So I believe that there is a higher power than, than what we are. I believe that there is extraterrestrial life form out there. I believe there are definitely a lot more than just planet earth. Um, I have read the secret numerous times. I've read the power, which is even better than the secret. Um, and I do believe in the law of attraction. I believe that the universe gives us back what we put out. And, um, so there's a lot more than what we are. I don't know that I can just pick one God and say that my God is right when there's all these other different religions that believe that their God is right. You know, I mean, so is there just Allah? Is there Hashem? Is there our God? I mean, there's just so many different opinions on it that how can you make such a, a, a proud stance on just one? I mean, people blow each other up over this shit. You know, it's, it's that big of an, of an issue. So I prefer to just not even, I'll talk about anything as you guys know, but this is one of those subjects that I prefer to just not get too far into because I just don't think you'll ever get, just don't want to participate. You just won't get like, it's not something you're ever going to get fulfillment out of, in my opinion. Like when you die, wherever happens to you, then you, maybe you'll figure it out. I'm like, Oh, so this is what happens. There's just going to be a giant white room of people. They're like, all right, the people on that side were wrong. The people on this side were right. Those guys were in the middle. I don't know how we're going to divide this up, but like you guys were definitely wrong and we were definitely right. And now we got to figure out how we're going to go about this. No, no. All right. So the next question comes from Martin D. He says, Hey PJ, Curious to know what your current HRT protocol and what your expert opinion on taking growth hormone every other day. Thanks, Martin. Uh, the HRT protocol that everybody should do is just simply a CC of testosterone a week. If you want to break it down into half a CC twice a week, by all means do that. If your doctor will give you a little bit more, that's great too. 
But if you're doing that that CC of testosterone a week, you're going to be good no matter what. Um, I do think that everyone will need a Remedex or Anastrozole. Um, how much you need is always going to be individual specific because some people just crank out more estrogen than others. Some people have more conversion than others. You can't go wrong with like a half of a milligram every other day. You're not going to have any gyno issues at that dosage. I actually have to take a milligram daily, but I think that I screwed myself up from all the years of high testosterone competing and my body just makes more estrogen. Um, as far as the GH though, if you're going to do GH, if you have the access to it, just do it every day. Don't do it every other day. I mean, for starters, it's very fast acting. So to do it every other day, I mean, you're only getting like a couple hours out of it and then it's out of your system. Uh, it makes more sense to do it daily for long term because it's not like, you know, a D ball where you're going to take it and be like, Oh, I'm going to go have a good workout now. And I'm going to feel real strong. You're not going to feel anything really. Um, it's the long-term benefits that you're going to get out of it that are going to make, you know, you, you want to stay on it much longer. So switch from every other day to daily, you know, keep the dose low. You don't need to go, go crazy with the GH. Even one IU will do a lot for you. Um, if you can do 1.5 or two IUs, then by all means do that. Um, now top level bodybuilders are doing six, eight, 10, sometimes more. You know, I, I know guys that were doing 18. So, just keep adding six. Um, so, you know, the, the, the keeping it as simple as possible um, is the way to go. And, and you can get longevity out of that completely legally and safe from a doctor for the rest of your life. Um, now, if you start messing around with the doses, then you got to do things different. This is when you may have to worry about cycling and HCG and things like that. So, as basic as possible and uh, slow and steady wins the race. So next question is actually about Novadex, which kind of segues into your last explanation. It says, hey, PJ, do you think Novadex is bad option PCT for men? Do you think Arimidex will stimulate the LH the same? Thanks. Both are very, very good. I like Arimidex a little bit more, but you can, by all means, uh, switch to Novadex. Most doctors are not going to prescribe Novadex. Novadex is not an aerobidist inhibitor. It is a select estrogen receptor modulator so it works a little bit differently try it out you may you may like it better oh boy this is Whew. this is that long one right Whew. i gotta i gotta stop beating and really pay attention because i saw there was this long one in there Lord have mercy. hopefully it's a long one that's from one of these these fans we love you guys by the way that just wants to like share their life story with us and then it's just a quick like how much vitamin b should i take i don't know how much that is because we got left You got a little cup marinating in there. A little protein cup. <laughs> All right. This one is from Lindsay. Lindsay. I have a B12 deficiency <laughs> called percutaneous anemia. Okay. A decrease in red blood cells because my body doesn't absorb B12 on its own. All my life I've had uh, GI issues, lethargy, pain in my joints, migraines, fatigue, depression. All of these are effects of the pernicious anemia. I've been to multiple GI doctors, neurologists, allergists, rheumatologists, orthopedics, all who told me that they couldn't find anything wrong, but they still put me on tons of different meds to help with the joint pain, fatigue, depression, and migraines. After multiple scans, tests, and blood work over the span of about three years, they found that my B12 was 117 when the average is between 400 and 900. Mm -hmm. I was put on B12 pills and went up to 147 after 10 months. They stopped the pills and put me on B12 sublingual drops along with a shot every four weeks. The shot is administered, being administered by my doctor in big capital letters. After a year and a half, the increasing my shot to every three weeks, I plateaued at 367. To add, while getting this shot, I would be in excruciating pain for two weeks post-injection and horrible bruising just to oh get my, my shot again a week later. I moved to Florida from New Jersey in August. Found a new doctor and got my B12 done and administered by a doctor again every three weeks. From August to November, I went from 167 to three or 367 to 373, still having post-injection pain for about two weeks and terrible bruising. I then decided to have uh, Vulcan given to me at home. From the end of November until the beginning of April, I went from 373 to 767, four months. Vulcan administering my shot. Is Vulcan the god's girlfriend? Yeah. Okay. We met. After six years, I am off all meds besides my shot, and I feel better than I have felt in 18 years. I have none of the issues I have had for the last 18 years. On top of that, I have no post-injection pain, no bruising, and we are able to spread my shot out to five weeks instead of three. Going through all of this, dealing with the amount of pain I went through for six years, all because the nurses and doctors skipped 
skipped my B12 levels for the first three years and then gave me the shot fresh out of the fridge at 50 degrees in sub Q where the packaging says intramuscular inferior. So stupid. I don't trust I don't trust any doctors at all anymore. So my question to you, PJ, is how do you know who to trust when it comes to doctors, specifically for the sport of bodybuilding? What do you look for in a doctor? Thank you so much for giving the Legion and I all of your time and knowledge. Blackstone Labs has opened my eyes to so many different avenues in my life I never thought would be possible, and I will forever, forever be grateful. Sincerely, Lindsay, Instagram, Rose underscore body layer. I don't, I Rose. Don't. Rose. I think this is actually a great question. It is. Because um, everybody just assumes, like, oh, if I go to a doctor, they know what they're doing, they know what they're talking about. They're a doctor. My my uh, my poor grandma, uh, rest in peace. Doctors were fucking her up, in my opinion. Um, and you know, <laughs> you learn something when you're in medical school, and these things get get constantly updated. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk for a few minutes if you want to go grab one. No, that's all right. I'll, I'll hold out. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk for a few minutes. That's all right. I'm gonna go to after this. Um, sorry, just making sure Josh gets his uh, iso cream fix. So, look at you looking all dapper around the thing right there. Oh, I know. I love that's that. A good show. One. That's a good one. Let's get this Miami skyline in the back. Um, looking like Conor McGregor right there. Looking super McGregorish. Very McGregory. I like this room. So, when you were reading that to me, I was like, I guarantee they're doing this. The B shots totally wrong. And um, if they take it right out of the fridge like that and do it <laughs> sub Q, God, it's going to burn and hurt so bad. The first thing I was thinking is, is how easy it is to get B-complex B shots yourself and B12 shots yourself online from research chem sites. I was just going to say, actually, we have these B12 you get the vape pens. Yeah. that you just literally inhale off these things and you definitely feel the B12 on them. Absolutely. I mean, I there was a point where I was taking B12 shots all the time. And I was just ordering it online. And um, it's not something that I feel a doctor needs to even be involved in. Now, in your particular case, with your B12 being that deficient, I would have actually started administering it daily and getting my blood work done a little more frequently, perhaps once a month, to see how, how much it was affecting. Now, if Vulcan came in and did the right thing and sorted you out, that's not something you need to worry about a doctor for at all. Getting into... HRT and, and 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 enhancing your physique, you want a doctor that is, in my opinion, younger, because the younger doctors are going to be more in tune with modern medicine and the the newer teachings. Um, and like less closed minded, like more willing to. Yeah, a lot of the older guys have been doing shit the same way for so long that they actually they're not as interested in change. Where things change all the time, you know and. Um, you know, people will be like, oh my God, I just read a study today that's, you know, branching amino acids are catabolic actually. And I'll be like, in, in two weeks, there'll be another study that comes out and says how awesome they're, you know, you just have to, you know, trust the situation. And, and a lot of it is trial and error. So with something like this, I look for a younger doctor and I actually ask them tons of questions and I ask the questions because I know the answers already. And you guys are not going to necessarily know the answers unless you're constantly asking me questions like this one right here. But at least ask as many questions as you can so you can see how knowledgeable the guy is. Because if he's not passionate about it the way I am when you guys ask me stuff on here, then he doesn't know. And my newest HRT guy, which, by the way, um, Rose, if you guys are in Florida, which I'm pretty sure you are, I can set you up with my guy. He's, he's, he, he's great. My guy's the same age as I am. And as soon as we started speaking, it was like that scene in Step Brothers when they're like, do we just become uh, best friends? Um, like I remember Salvi was actually listening to us on the phone and we were like going back and forth like over an hour with our different like protocols. And I was telling him my, um, HCG protocol. And he was telling me about what he likes to do his patients. And we were getting boners going back and forth, like talking about all the things that we like. And, um, he just like, did you just become my doctor? <laughs> and I was like, you're going to be my doctor for everything now. I'm like, if you know this much about HRT, I'm going to have you freaking just, just, be my like general practitioner. I don't even have one of those. There's so much room for doctor activities. <laughs> um, he actually helped me with my sleep. So the more questions you ask, the better. Look for passion. Look for youth. Not saying there aren't older doctors that are good when it comes to this stuff, but I do look – my doctor is the same age as me. Um, so now a lot of you guys are not going to be as old as me that are listening to this, but if your doctor is my age, let's say he's 37, 38, even 40, then that means he – really hasn't been practicing for too, too long and is probably still on top of learning and educating himself and, and, and building his beliefs and practices for the future. And that's what you want. You want as modernized as possible.
right, next one is about Chosen One. Comes from Chad. He says, I'm 46. I go to the gym six days a week, weigh 185 pounds, only take pre-workout Dust V2, BCAA, uh, free test booster, just ordered Apex Mail, and whey protein. Okay. Will Chosen One or Abnormal hurt me in the long run? I have good health, and I don't want to have a negative effect. Well, it won't hurt you in any way, but what it will do that you may look at as hurting you is it will suppress your natural testosterone. So you got to make sure you do a PCT afterwards. If you don't do a PCT, your natural testosterone might stay really low for longer than you want it to. And, and of course, the low testosterone will do a number of things that you don't want. That, that's what the apex male is also for. So it sounds like you got all the right stuff. Um, just do everything the right way and you'll be fine. Oh, this one comes from my boy, Eric. All right, he says, hey, PJ, as a longtime customer for over two years and now a Legion member, it was great to finally meet you at the Arnold and chat for a few minutes. He had the super long beard. Mm -hmm. uh, if you think, and thank you for the quick picture afterwards. Craps. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. yes. Um, you posted on Instagram a few weeks ago about watching a new horror film by a friend of yours, which brings me to my question. If you're only allowed to have five horror movies in your Blu-ray or DVD collection, what would they be and why? Which one is your absolute favorite? Thank you, PJ, Eric, Legion member, Trap Zatchok. Such a hard question. A great question. Because horror is my favorite genre, and I've seen so many horror movies, and I have so many that I like. Um, so maybe you should just start run, run through the classics, like, like, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, Well, the original Halloween is like such a classic good horror movie you know your classic slasher like killer movie and then there's a bazillion other versions of it um but the first one is like what set the tone for so many horror movies and i i love that one now there's a, there's a rob zombie remake of that movie that is fucking outstanding it's actually better than any of the of the real halloween movies he did such a great job with it of showing how michael myers became to be as a fucked up maniac as he was through his youth and all the messed up stuff that happened to him when he was a kid Great, great, great spin on that story. I actually enjoy all of Rob Zombie's stuff. I love that Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses. Now, I think that you can't go wrong with having the original. Now, some of them are not going to be good to the younger listeners. Now, when I was a kid, the stuff that scared me is pretty cheesy now. So, like, <laughs> the original, like, Friday the 13th, the original, like, Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, when you're a kid, that shit terrifies you. Like, I couldn't even look at Freddy's face when I was in, like, third grade. That freaking claw, like, that, that, that the, the, the blades on the hand. The burned face. Oh, God. Now you watch it and you think it's hilarious. I remember the, one of the first times I remember ever seeing a Nightmare on Elm Street, my older sister, who is 11 years older than I am, she was watching it in the living room with her boyfriend at the time. And I was like walking by and she was like, get out of here. Don't, don't watch this. And I was like, why? What is it? She was like, you don't want to watch it. She's like, I'm 11 years older than you and I don't even want to watch it because I'm scared. And I was like, no, let me see what happens. And like the next scene as I was passing by was him like slashing somebody. I was like, oh, get out of here. <laughs> um, no, they're scary. And um, now there, there are much different kinds of scary movies. You've got like the psychological thrillers. None of the paranormal activities do it for me. Yeah. It's a lot of waiting for very little actual climax. Now, The Witch was good as far as newer movies go. Um, I just personally feel like anything that's like like ghost related or like like possessed doll related. Mm. You're like, come on, you know this this possessed doll comes up at the foot of my bed. Like I'm gonna kick it across. Annabelle, the light it on fire. Yeah, yeah I'll say, say that. Fre Freddy Krueger appears at the bottom of your bed. You got some some issues to deal with. Well, the child's play movies never did anything for me. Yeah, I just with Chucky. Like, yeah, Chucky. None of those. I'm like, it's a doll. <laughs> yeah, it's a doll. Keep it rolling. The 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 first Insidious was was pretty good. The first Conjuring was good. Um, the newer ones have gotten a little bit like, eh, how many of them can you do, you know? Um, I always, always gravitate to anything by Stephen King, and I really enjoy, like, the vampire. As far as, like, when you break down scary movies, you know, you got your ghosts, you got your slasher stuff, you got your creatures, you got your zombies. You got, like, Insidious is, like, other dimensions. Yeah. Like I like vampires a lot. Now... I, you may not consider like Underworld to be like horror. It's more of like sci-fi sci in a way. But I mean, you got lichens and you got vampires battling each other, which is fucking great. And I enjoy those movies quite a bit. I like anything really werewolf related usually also. Um, I always feel like 
I am more of like a vampire kind of guy because I care a lot more about my appearance and clothes and like a lot of like the, 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 the rocker type guys, you know, the grungy guys wearing flannels and stuff like a Tristan James. So I got to tell you, I'm very He's surprised that, that you're, a, you're a vampire guy. Okay. I, didn't, I didn't Somehow I didn't know this. So I have to ask you, what, what is your stance on zombie movies? I don't really like zombie movies. Oh my god, man! I can't, I, I can't believe how opposite we are. This <laughs> I, I fucking hate vampire movies. See, I love. I love so I'll explain to you why I like vampire movies so much. So vampires are always of a high level of intelligence. The true vampires and they're sexual fucking machines. Okay, I'll give you both of those. So most vampire guys are creeping into girls' bedrooms at night, and and they're they're making these girls like fall in love with them, and they have these sex slaves for life after that. And really, you live eternally. You live forever just drinking blood. You know, you got to sleep during the day, you know, and, and, and you just go out at night banging chicks and fucking drinking blood. Now, zombies to me, I'm always just like, how the fuck can they not kill these fucking zombies? They're slower than us. They're dumb. You know, they're a little bit crippled. That's what brought me into my question because, like, see, for me, I feel like I, I'm a super huge zombie fan. But then there's, like, there's there's a range of zombie movies where, like, you, you get, you know, some of them where you're like, all right, if I was in the zombie movie, not only would I run the entire world, but I would be fucking all these others still alive. <laughs> and then you get other zombie movies where they're like, there's a million of those things outside and they run at 40 miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> those ones are fucking Well, because they in, in more modernized zombie uh, features, they've they've sped the zombies up a little bit. And those ones are a little bit... What, what was the one with um with Brad Pitt? Um, World War Z. Pretty good. See, I didn't see that one, but I was thinking of so I that's, Legend. I Am Legend was pretty good too. So, so all right, now you're looking at like something that could could potentially happen because you're looking at a virus that the outcome of the virus is a zombie like apocalypse, and that could absolutely happen because I mean that's not too far off of of AIDS. You don't turn into a zombie when you get AIDS, but it could sweep through a fucking nation and kill a lot of people. So it's kind of like taking viruses to the next level, and that kind of stuff is definitely scary because you know there's that kind of ability out there. Oh yeah. Um, all these anti-vaccine parents now. It's, 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 uh, it's scary stuff. So, um, man, I don't know. I, I don't really love anything that's been done recently with Frankenstein. Um, I'm trying to think of, uh, of another really good. The original It was great. The remake was pretty oh, good. Man. Yeah, It was like, dude, that shit was so... I, I actually like clowns. I'm not afraid of clowns at all. Mm-hmm. And I think they're perfectly... have a great relationship with clowns, personally. <laughs> Uh, that movie is scary it as is. fuck yep. for a child. If you're a kid and you can watch that movie Pennywise. and not have absolute terrifying nightmares, you have no soul. Yeah. Because that, as a child, I was like, yo, that that balloon is going to come out of the sink and pop all the blood <laughs> in it. Yep. Like, that was too much. Yeah, that, 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 that was definitely – Stephen King is good. He's got a twisted mind. Um, Misery was a good, a good Stephen have King you, movie. Have you read any Stephen King books? Dude, so when I was in, in school, I was such a – a dork until I started playing sports. So either thank my dad or for all the people out there that like are looking for like a, a good like rocket scientist or brain surgeon that isn't around yet, you can curse my dad because that's probably the route that I was going. So I spent all my time with my grandpa who was an engineer that was designing the Hubble Space Telescope with his team and my grandma who was a librarian. So I was around two nerds reading books all the time until my dad was like, we're putting this kid into football. And um, so I, for a school project, I'm not even making this up, they actually called my parents and they were like, we want you to come in and like speak to the teacher. Because it was like third or fourth grade and you had to do like a, like a summer reading. And you had to like write a little like essay on the book that you read. And kids were doing like mouse on the motorcycle and shit like that. Fucking Stuart Little. And I did mine on the unabridged version of The Stand, which is like 1,500 pages. And it's a fucked up story. It's like one of Stephen King's longest books. And they were like, why is he reading this kind of stuff? And can he even like actually read it and process it? And they were like, yeah, he read Catcher in the Rye when he was in second grade. And like they wanted to like make my parents like kind of censor what I was reading more. Right. But I had a good understanding of it, and I, I did a very good essay on it for school, and they were like, this is what he likes to read. Because I was, <laughs> believe it or not, while we're on the subject, I was reading, like, vampire novels and stuff back then. Not any of the, by the way, not like this 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 gay Twilight, gay twilight shit. That I hate all that stuff, by the way. Um, that is not true vampire stuff. I remember I was in, like, third or fourth grade, something like that. And, like, similar similar thing. We had a, a, a reading assignment, but... We, they didn't give us the book. You had to go to the school library and pick a book from the library to do your assignment on. And they said, any book in the school library is all right. 
So I go into the school library and I find a book by Stephen King, and I think it was called like The Dragon's Tale or The Dragon's Lair or something like that. And it wasn't that that big of a book. It was you know it was a paperback. It mm-hmm. was pretty small, and I got like four chapters in it or so. And I remember, I, sh- I shit you not, there was like like chapter four. There's a sex scene, and it like talks about the man's flaccid penis. <laughs> And I, as a child in third or fourth grade, went to my mom and was like, what does this word mean? And she was like, why the fuck are you reading this? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, where did you get this book? I'm like, the school library. She's like, this book was in your school's library? I was like, yeah. She was like, whoa, we're going to go and talk to your teacher about this. So they went and like, they realized that they had like four or five Stephen King novels in there. They were like, oh, kids can't be reading How did they get in there? Dude, I don't, I have no idea. But yeah, I, I was like reading Stephen King novels and like third or fourth grade and that's when his obsession with flaccid penises came to be boom <laughs> just just right in there <laughs> and i remember the, the paragraph was something like it was a woman describing seeing this dude naked for the first time and saying that his flaccid penis was mighty like a hammer his the flaccid, flaccid penis, penis was mighty, was like, mighty a hammer? like a hammer Jeez. i was like thinking in my head like man this dude must have had it going on he had a serious fucking <laughs> hell of a flaccid penis that's what i'm saying man my flaccid penis is is like, like a like a snap pea that's been like left out in the sun for a little while. I was gonna say it's like the size of like half a tic tac. It's something. like an edamame that's old. It's, it's deflated. <laughs> the grease is already like dried on it. All right. All right. Well, ho- hopefully, Eric. I know we didn't go through five, but you know we, we got some good. You know what movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid? Fucking Pet Cemetery because I had all these cats. I've always had a lot of cats, scary. and the cat, the freaking the the zombie cat. That's definitely scary. I didn't trust my cats for a little while after that. Yeah, I remember I, I remember after I read like parts of that book, I was like, they definitely have like turtles and stuff in the backyard. Yep. Like, Do not bury them. I buried all my cats in the backyard. All those turtles and stuff. None of them came back and murdered anyone. All right, this next one is uh, comes from somebody named Dixon. It says, hi, PJ, for your podcast, can you answer the following? Can you explain how sponsors and affiliates work? How do you determine what to pay them? Do you offer a standard percentage off of profit based off discount code use or how or do you match it? How do you be transparent with the bookings to prove they are getting paid what they earn? What does it cost to get a contract like that set up for sponsorship? Long-winded, sorry. Thank you for answering, Dixon. Well, I've definitely answered this one probably like a thousand times over the years, but I'll give you the way that Blackstone Labs does things. And we do some things the way that all companies should do things, and we do some things the way that other companies definitely won't. Um so we have different levels of sponsorship here. So if you are a, are a member of our A team, that's the main level of sponsorship. Those are the people that you see with me at the Arnold and the Olympia. Those particular people get um, paid uh, for all their travel. They um, are obviously put in the host hotel with us to go to these events with us. Those are the people that get all the apparel and supplements for free. Those are people that are getting some sort of salary, and those are people that are getting commission Uh on their products and uh, their photo shoots all paid for, their shows paid for when they compete. That's the top level of sponsorship. Then we have everybody else, which is in, in our in our standard sponsorship program. And what we do with them is we negotiate if they're a competitor or not for them to get one or sometimes two shows a year paid for. Now, a show costs me a lot of money because I got to pay for their travel. I got to pay for their hotel. I got to pay for their suit. I got to pay for their tanning. It adds up to a lot. So a lot of companies don't want to support any of that stuff. And it's sad for a competitor because for some reason, I feel like there's all these competitors out there that think that they're just going to get a sponsor. Like, man, I just got to get the sponsor and then I won't have to worry about anything ever again. It truly doesn't work that way. And even the best competitors in the world are are still struggling, struggling to make ends meet a lot. And you might have multiple sponsors and still be struggling. I know people that have a clothing sponsor, a supplement sponsor, a meal plan sponsor, a tanning sponsor, and they're still, you know, struggling because... This is not a real job. Sadly, it's not. I mean, it is. It's. I also don't consider it a sport. It is a pageant that has muscles, um, just like a dog show is a pageant that has furry doggies. You know, it, it's it's what it is. It's just a bunch of things being judged by judges that have their own agenda most of the time, and and it's hard to convince seven people to all see and 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 pick the exact same thing. So we don't really even care so much about. Uh, competitors and, and a lot of competitors are like what there's no there's no there's no industry without us and I, I I could say that partly that's sort of true because if it wasn't for like Arnold making bodybuilding big then all these people wouldn't have wanted to work out and grow it into what it is now because they weren't working out for sports and stuff back then this is all newer stuff you know back then the guys were just athletes they just 
they played their sport, and then to get better at their sport, they just played it more. You know, there wasn't all this this off-season stuff with all these crazy trainers and this and that. And, Resistance bands. Yeah, and biomechanics experts and everything. It's great. It's taking the athletes to the next level. But for us, what matters to us is the impressions that you can leave and, and the organic uh, relationship that you have with your following. And so we will give a 15% commission on any sales that you bring in with your code. And that's why we use the coupon codes. So some people, if they're posting a lot and people are listening to what they say and selling a lot of product, can make a shitload of money. And uh, others won't. And that's just the name of the game. We give out um, you know, X amount of dollars of product uh, for free each month. And that also varies depending on what level you're at. And then we have, of course, our Legion program. The Legion program is our ambassador program, which, if anything, I have the head of the Legion right here. Do you want to speak about the Legion program? So basically, um, there is... And it, basically an infinite amount of people who are consistently wondering how they can become an athlete. And so we needed a way to kind of sift through and find the people who were actually going to one day become something like an athlete. And then other people who were in their first year of working out who haven't really had their toes wet in the industry that just think like, oh, I went up from doing a 20-pound uh, dumbbell curl to now I do 40-pound dumbbell curls. I should be an athlete now. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely you know a good mix of – those kinds of people, and then there's a good mix of people who really should be an athlete that have no idea the potential they have or where they, they really stand in, like, the ranking of the world as far as, like, athletes or, like, competitors would go that are just absolutely uh, overwhelmed by the fact that they could even be an ambassador or considered to to join something like Blackstone for a, potentially, a potential to have a shot somewhere down the line in the future if they prove themselves. So we needed a way to – see how we could differentiate who was just talking, who has actually never taken Blackstone Labs, but says they support, they've been a long time supporter. You know, when we see people like Alicia, uh, mm-hmm. you, you know, we can tell She's amazing. who's actually using these products, who's actually recommending these products. And the Legion makes it very easy to, on paper, see, you know, who's promoting, who's pushing, who's informing their friends, their clients, the other people at their gym about what they're taking and the benefits that it has for them. And then we can go through and say, hey, you know, the, uh, this person actually is on par or, you know, as good as, as some of our other athletes and, and we can bring them up to that level. Um, but there's definitely uh, a gap in, in which uh, there is the level of being an ambassador, being an athlete. And we had to find a way to be able to break it down and say, well, you know, this person has this many code uses. This person has this many code uses. Uh you know, whether it comes down to, like you said, that, you know, they get an X amount of free product. And in the Legion, you know, as long as you make your posts, you're going to get your, your credit every month. And you don't have to worry about the things that, like, you know, some of the athletes have to worry about where if they don't hit their required post amounts, they, they're not going to get the full percentage of their salary or their, or their product allotment. So it, it is uh, a good way to get your toes wet within the industry, see how it works, see where you stand, uh, see what level of your promoting is going to net what number of code uses on the website every month. And, and overall really gives people a chance to become part of something greater and bigger than themselves. Very good answer. And on that note, move on to the next, <laughs> next the question. The next one is actually good. By the way, I'm gonna, I'm, I didn't even tell you this yet, but I'm cleaning out some of the people from the Legion, man. Oh, and I want to go through it. There's some dudes last night that got, that got like – I'm not even going to talk about the dude's name because I don't want to bring any, any attention to this, this guy who's lucky that I don't want to fucking get arrested and sued for smashing another face in. Um, but you know who he is, and um, he tried to do a little like mini crusade against us last night, really. and a, and a, a couple of Legion members that are his friends apparently got in on it too. So I can't beat them all up. I mean, well, I can, but I'm just not going to because I'd put them all together in a room, and you leave me in there for 30 seconds and see who comes out of the door afterwards. But instead, um, I'm just going to clean those people out of the Legion. And um, there's some people in the Legion that I don't, I don't understand how you can be in the Legion and not even have Blackstone Labs in your in your bio page. So if I go through and see any of that stuff, I'm not even giving them a second chance. Yeah, no, there was, um, you know, I had to, to do a little bit with the Legion last night. I was up pretty late last night, but I think this whole weekend is going to be kind of dedicated to me going through and cleaning out and clearing out and uh, reaching out to a couple of people and being like, look, you know, are you going to like like step your game up or not? Yeah, and I told I told Bacon because like he needs more stuff to do for me anyway because he's getting a good gig out of out of out of what I'm giving for him for it. I said I want you to please go through and find me all the people that don't have Blackstone Labs in their bio because that's enough for me to want them out right right now. So he's doing that today, and he's he said he can think of probably at least thirty of them. Oh, there's definitely more than that. And so I'm just like you know. <laughs> Also, like, I've seen people that have, like, Blackstone and Redcon in their pages. Like, I don't want that in the Legion. Um, you know, 
I feel like people, like some people, like want to say they're with Blackstone Labs just because they want to say they're with Blackstone Labs, and that's it. You know, and and well, and then there's also a, a number of people that just literally just create pages to be ambassadors yep. for ten different. Programs. So you know, weird. You know what I'm like, I don't get it. I, I I truly don't get very it. Very strange the way. I, I get around. now. This is really weird. We haven't really spoken about this that much lately, but now I get messages from people all the time, even like beautiful girls that are like, are you looking for ambassadors? Like that's new. Like we never used to get that. Like we would be, be like, hey, I'd love to represent your company. I'd like to be a sponsored athlete. Now I just straight up got people that they, they want to just peddle your products. Like they just want to post pictures with your products. Yeah. And uh, I messed with this girl yesterday, a very cute girl, by the way, I'll show you afterwards, that um, I was curious if, if Blackstone Labs is looking for uh, ambassadors. And I looked at her page and I noticed that she was from Iowa. And so I responded back with only in Iowa, nowhere else. And I just wanted to see what she was going to say. And then she oh my God, she Iowa. came back and she was like, I moved out of Iowa. Oh, no, but I am from there. And I was like, <laughs> I'm totally kidding. I just saw that on your page. Am I no longer eligible? She was like, I still have an address in Iowa. <laughs> I'm still an Iowaian. <laughs> Um, All right, we're down to the last question. <laughs> yeah, and ooh, I actually really want to get to this one. This one comes from Jerkface Everlasting. What's up, bro? He says, Jerkface. Jerkface. How's it going, guys? I just wanted to say real quick, the on-air chemistry between you guys is perfect. I usually listen to Friday Night Cardio and can't tell you how many times I end up laughing to myself or quoting bits and pieces via text to Yvette when I see her <laughs> across the gym laughing at the same part. That's awesome. He said, okay, enough dick sucking if there is such a thing, which there is not such a thing. There is no such thing. Not in the champagne room, sucking. at least. No. 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 He says, uh, well, I wanted to pitch some non-supplement-related questions this time around. As you know, in part, I am getting certified as a sex counselor and sex educator. Best job ever. Ever. I feel like it's pretty safe to say you've been around the block more than the average Joe, not slut-shaming here. But my question is this. Although I'm sure anyone who has had a significant amount of partners will agree that all women are different and respond differently to different stimulation. Truth. In your experience, what do you think is the most important thing a guy can have in his sexual catalog and why? Whether it's bodily control, knowing how to go down, knowing which angle hits the G-spot, or keeping the mental, emotional, arousal game firing on all cylinders, what do you think is the thing a guy needs to get into, get right to help his lady get right? Thanks for sharing your friendly neighborhood jerk face, and hands down, what he needs is a huge dick. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Dicks all around. If you don't got a huge dick, you got to go find one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, where, that's where Quincy Taylor comes in. Mandango. Oh, Mandangos. Um... That's actually an awesome question. Good good finale question. I've been waiting this entire podcast to get to that question. To get to that question. All right. Well, you know, it's funny because there are definitely some general things that, like, every guy should just educate themselves on and be good at, you know? But those things don't always apply, which is, which is so odd because let's say you've been with, like, 100 girls, right? So you're obviously really cool like me, and you've done a bunch <laughs> of different fucking things. Now, in those 100 girls... I can tell you that probably at least 80 of them are going to really like it if you go down on them and actually enjoy it while you're down there. But you'll get some. It's the weirdest thing that are like, nope. They're like, no, no, no. Quit wasting your time. Yep. Get up here. They're, they're, they just don't want that at all. Now, I, I always wonder if it's like a insecurity. Perhaps they don't like their vagina's appearance or smell. Well, I mean, it's the same thing like, you know, me and you. Like, I think that blowjobs are the best thing in the world. You're like, eh, I'm just trying to get to the pussy. Well, here's the thing. If that's the girl's mentality, then that's kind of cool because my whole mentality is on it is you can suck my dick. It's great. You know, you, you look pretty. You got a little pretty little mouth around, around my dick. It's nice to look at. But, like, I'm, I'm in it for the pussy. Like, let's, I'm in it to get you pregnant, girl. At least try. <laughs> <laughs> trying to make some baby problems. <laughs> Like, when I look at a girl, I fucking actually, who did I say this to? Actually, might have been a vet one day because we were talking about the podcast. And uh, she was like, you really don't like blowjobs? Like, that's so not normal for a guy. And I was like, I, I didn't, I think everyone was taking it wrong. It's not that I don't like blowjobs. Like, blowjobs are great. It's just like, when I look at a girl that I think is hot, and this has happened more and more the older I get, like, I look at a girl, and I don't know if it's like a, like a primal thing that like goes back to like mating. And like reproduction, I I look at her and I'm like, I want to put my dick inside her vagina now. Yeah. I'm not like, God, I want to see what my pee pee looks like in her mouth. Yeah. It's never that. You see the wideness of the hips and you're like, how big of a baby could she? Yeah, it's just like you're like, I got to get in there immediately. And that's just like, I don't know. That's that's what you think about. Like once you're in there, you're like, oh yeah, like, this is what I was trying to do all this time. Like I'm trying to make some <laughs> So I think it is some sort of like primal like reproductive thing. Now I think that if you you are Here's the deal. Like, if you got one shot, if I got one shot 
with a girl, right? It's like we're in a bathroom somewhere in New York City. And people are banging on the door outside. Like, why is there a guy in the girl's room? I'm like, I got to get him out of here fast. If I could get it in, if I could bend her over and get it in like fast, I'm telling you right now, I can get that job done in like 30 or 40 seconds. And I'm feeling good. Like I accomplished, I can tell all my friends, guess what? I just went in the girl's bathroom, banged a girl, pulled up her skirt and banged her. Now, if I go into the girl's bathroom and she's like sits on the toilet and starts sucking me off. Now I'm thinking about like, somebody's going to come in here. I'm in the goddamn girl's bathroom. This chick's fucking skirt is, is, is dunked in the toilet right now. It's just not the same. And I'm going to probably be in there for at least 10 minutes. I'm speeding her up, like jerking it with her, like coaching her along the way. And it's now it's still, yeah, it's still a great story for your buddies. At the end of the day, like most of these things are stories for your friends, not necessarily so much about what you actually did. So if you are with a partner, that's a different story because you're with your partner and your girl just wants to like, you had a rough day at work or you did a hard ass leg workout because you guys know, all know about those leg day blowjobs. I even, when I was like a serious meathead, I actually had a rule about sex on leg days, like no sex on leg days because no matter what, afterwards I'd cramp really bad. It'd be like right as you blow your load, no matter what position you're in, your hamstring goes and then your abs starts going and you're like all contorted on the bed. Uh, My old partner, this is so funny. Do you remember the story when Aaron Singerman, uh, the girl, who was it? What was her name? That he had, as soon as, it was like his first time with her, and as he was dieting for a show or something, and as soon as he blew his load, he started violently throwing up all over the place. And the girl was like, what the fuck? And he was like, it's not your fault. He was going, it's it's not your fault. It's not your fault. And he was like puking in the bathroom and his leg was cramping real bad. It was so pretty, (laughs) boy. I can't get over it. It was his first time with her, too. I was laughing so hard. I was like, oh, you're never, that girl's never going to talk to you ever again. Um, Really, really funny. Um, I'm trying to just so wet and tight, I've got a puke. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle it. I feel like I might have banged that girl after that too. Actually, now that I think about it, um, He's just like I'm not gonna puke on you, baby. Don't no, worry. not the way he did. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, back to actually answering the question. The catalog. What is the number one thing a man can have in his catalog to get his woman off? So with with a woman, I'm gonna tell you right now. If you if you want to really like turn on your woman, you have to pay very close attention to her because it's a lot more emotional. And if there's a lot more brain involved in sex with a girl, like a guy, you're just kind of like more visual. Now, don't get me wrong. If a girl's talking real dirty and stuff that can like bypass a lot of the visual stuff that you might not be that happy about. I'm like, no, eh, she's doing this is pretty cool. You know, I'm getting into it. I had a girl that I was not going to get it off to at all because I was like, what am I doing? And then I saw she had an autographed Joe Namath football and that got me off. And you're like, oh, shit, Joe Greatest Joe. ever, baby. She knows what's good. And so I think that you've got to you have to pay attention to them and learn a lot about them and, and what they like and what's making them feel good and being attentive is key because you can figure it out if you're not an idiot when you're paying attention to like what a girl's liking and what's not and you got to go with that now I don't think there's anything wrong with just asking like like what you like you know like I always do that with girls I'm like tell me what you like show me I like making a girl show me like what she likes because then they get into it and now you got this group thing going on together where you're participating together and you get the visual stimulation to it like you can't just go in there and be like every girl likes to be fingered the same way every girl likes me to do this with my tongue like you gotta, you gotta adapt to the situation. Now, I do think that it's great to, if, if you enjoy eating pussy, like you should be trying to figure out while you're down there, like, look, if you pay attention to the clit, they're going to get off a lot more than that, but you should figure out what she specifically likes to her clit. Cause I know some girls that like it rough as fuck where they want you to chew on that shit. And then other girls are really sensitive and they don't like that as much. Be like blowing kisses. Yeah. And, 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 and that's all just paying attention and learning. Now I, I do know this for a fact most girls, the highest percentage of girls are going to get off from the clitoral stimulation more than penetration. Yep. And the ones that use toys and shit, pff, forget it. Then you really got your work cut out for you because they're used to this machine that you ain't going to be able to compete with vibrating on their clit a thousand fucking revolutions per minute. So you got to f- figure these things out. And if that's the case, you got to be fucking DJ Scribble on that shit and, and working your hand in there and getting as much stimulation as possible. Yep, now, I've also been with g- girls, and this is more rare, that just didn't even fucking use vibrators at all. They just used their hands and could get themselves off with their fingers really fast. Now, if you got one of those, you're lucky because all you got to do is put your dick in. And if they're, if they're touching themselves, they're just going to keep coming and your dick's just adding on to the sensation. Yep. Um, 
And then outside of that, I think that just the, the actual like passion and, and, and enjoyment of being there is key. Like don't be a selfish fuck and, and, and not kiss them and just try to go and get yourself off. Like I, I always want to make sure that I get my partner off before I get off. Sometimes you just can't. I think, uh, you know, going back to what you said about uh, having, uh, what is it here? Uh, getting certified as a sex counselor. I'm going to go ahead and give, give the podcast a little bit of sex counseling. The, the best thing you can do is if, if you're, you're trying to figure out what your girl likes when you're down there – just a pro tip. Just start start moving your tongue in the letters of the alphabet. And when you get to a letter that she likes, just stick with that letter. Stick with that letter. Just stick with that letter. If she's an H girl, she's an H girl. If she's a Y girl, she's a Y girl. She likes X, X, X. She, she's not going to know that you're going through the alphabet. You're gonna X going to give it to you. All right, B, C, D. Ooh, that's that's tricky. That's tricky. A lot of lot of squiggles in there. A bilingual baby. You gotta be one of those dudes that can fold that fold their tongue up. How do you get all those dots in there? I don't know. But that is definitely uh, you know one of the best things you can do as far as stepping your game up is find out which letter she likes. I know a lot of guys that will not eat the pussy. That is, they are not men. If a lot of, and I'm 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 gonna call it out right now because I live in Boca. A lot of Jewish guys, they won't do it. They have no interest in eating the pussy. They, they have no interest in pleasing a woman. Because well, I'll tell you right now, though, a lot of Jewish girls, at least in the beginning, they will eat your dick like it's fucking Kobayashi on that shit. Like, rah, 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 let's fucking go to town on it. Well, see, and that's what I was going to say is like, when you were saying, like, just ask your girl what she likes. Nine out of ten chicks that I've been with, if you ask them, hey, like, what do you like? They're like, I don't know. Like, just whatever you're doing is good. And, like, I really like what you do. It's like, no, tell me exactly What do you do when I'm not around? What your thing is. And they're like, I don't know. Because they're like afraid that you're gonna be like oh you're fucking weird you fucking whore (laughs) you gotta get you have to if you're with a girl that's like that like restricted when it comes to sex you gotta get her to open up like you gotta you gotta get her to work on herself on her own because it'll it'll make it that much more pleasurable for everybody like i I had a girl who was a she was actually a health teacher she was a, a a PE slash health teacher and health, you got to learn a lot of sex education. And she would actually encourage, like, you know, she, t- she taught high school. She would in- encourage the girls more, more so like in one-on-one talk, like to learn your body and, and, and learn like what makes you feel good and, 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 and like take care of yourself. Cause there's a lot of girls that like don't even take the time to learn. And if you don't take the time to learn, then, then you'll, you'll never know like what you're missing out on. You know, it was like one-on-one talks that, that she said that though. Was it yeah, like-, like girls that were like seniors in high school that would talk about sex and be like, you know, I do this with my boyfriend and I, I don't get an orgasm or this and that. So and it wasn't like in front of an entire class. Nah, before. cause you can't talk like that in front of boys and stuff. And she, you know, she's like, just go home and, and play with yourself. Look at the <laughs> alphabet, see what you like. You might like Z's. I don't know. <laughs> the parents that are listening are like, how dare she do that? Uh, she was a very, she was a very good teacher. She was just, um, she was very good with the girls. Um, and, uh, I, I just think that a lot of people just don't take the time to learn themselves either, you know? So I think that to end out the show, like, you know, when you're with, when you're with a partner, if it's, it's your actual like partner that you're planning on being with more than once, you know, you want to learn them as much as possible and you're always going to be evolving. I think that when you're with one person, the sex usually gets better and better and better. I mean, usually when you're with somebody the first time, it's like really hit or miss a lot. Like even the kissing part, like sometimes you're like with a girl the first time and the kiss is all fucked up. Like, stop doing that thing with your lips. Yeah, you know, and then you wonder, you're like, am I the weird one? Has she been doing this with everybody? Yeah, is this how all the other people that she knows kiss? She you know, stop clicking her teeth on my. Yeah, it's. I've had some girls that like, like the kiss just wrecked it. Like I was like all into a girl, and the kiss was so bad. Like I had a girl just smash my lip up once. I wanted to hook up with this girl for so long. I remember this shit. This girl Jessica, and I, I finally was gonna hook up with her. We're in the car one night after after the club. And she was all drunk and she came in to make out with me and she bashed my whole mouth open and I was bleeding and I was like, what the hell? And she was like, don't be a pussy. I was like, pussy, I'm bleeding. She's like, don't be a pussy. Bleed and I, honestly, like I didn't, I didn't want to hook up with her anymore after that. And like, it, it, it like ruined her forever. Like, Take your bloody lips and put them on my lips. I hope she's not listening to this. She probably will. I've had, I've, I've realized a lot more people listen to this shit. You know, I, I've actually found that like, we have just a lot of creepers. We do. Sure. Like radio trolls, radio stalking. <laughs> <laughs> on a podcast level. Radio Flyers. And I think uh, on that on that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, leave all you, you radio podcast stalkers with a, <laughs> a peace out by.